Boom, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. I've got my partner in crime, the Dean, on. And uh, we are actually recording this um, kind of just kind off the whiff, to be honest, but also uh, <laughs> early, earlier than we usually do. Dean, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, uh, Nolan. How's your week going so far? Fantastic. Just busy, which, uh, you know... Uh, have not been able to get the articles that I wanted to get out uh, so far this week, but we actually got one out. Dean wrote one. Uh, by the way, this is brought to you by 247hawkeye.com. D, uh, Dean wrote uh, his takeaways from the Northwestern article, or excuse me, from the uh, Purdue game, from the right. Northwestern article. And, you know, Dean, I, and I have it in front of me, you know, there, there weren't, really any there wasn't anything that I you know I went back and I watched the game again mm-hmm. and you know one thing that I'll say that that and, and I don't want to use surprise but just for just for the sake of the argument I'll say surprise there's a few things that surprised me after the loss to Purdue one being how how many fans were with, and I'm not saying that it was a lot or anything like that, but just the utter forsakenness that people were willing to give the Hawkeyes after one game. And I understand it's not, you know, the normal season, but, you know, again, one thing that has always served me well in doing the uh, Facebook Live videos, Dean, and, uh, you know, starting this up with you is having the ability, one, to take, you know, a couple step back and and really assess things and never go too far one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, you know, just, you know, playing sports growing up. And, and I don't like to throw that in people's faces because I'm not somebody who believes, you know, you had to play sports at a high level to understand sports. But, um, you know, it was kind of shocking, Dean. I don't know about you, but it was shocking just how forsaken uh, people – some people were. Uh, and, and, again, like I said, I wasn't really surprised, but still surprised would be the word. And, Dean, I am complete – Dean, I am literally in the same spot that I was before Iowa played Purdue. And I know some of it is biasness. Of course it is because I love the Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, I, I watched the game twice over. I, you know, when the game was going on, Dean, I texted you. And it, and, and there was a text that I went back and looked at where I just said it, it was either like the Hawkeyes are in trouble or the, uh, it was about like eight minutes left or the Hawkeyes were going to lose and. And that's the second thing that I was going to say, which is uh, the one good thing that you get when you have played sports at a high level is you do really understand momentum. Even fans who have watched sports for a long time understand momentum. And Mm -hmm. that when I rewatched the game against Purdue, really that, I mean, that it was there, Dean. I mean, Iowa, and I said it so many times after the game, and I'm just curious on your thoughts after this, because I'm just talking out loud about about this. Um, rewatching the game, it was just so obvious that Iowa, to the blind eye, was the better team. I know that doesn't matter now, and I totally, I totally mm-hmm. understand that. Wins and losses, it does not matter uh, who looked better. But, uh, you know, Iowa just – they really didn't look – they didn't look bad. The, it was really – the only criticism that I had were, you know, the drop passes, which I don't care what anybody says. It, and I won't get into an argument on this because mm-hmm. a one man's drop pass is another man's uncatchable. I totally get that. My definition, I'll just be clear about it, is if, a, if somebody gets their mitts on a ball – it's usually at least 80% catchable. And so all around the momentum just at the wrong time, it was kind of like the Michigan state game uh, in 2015. 
just at the wrong time, the momentum uh, went the other way, and Iowa did not put their foot on the throat, and they lost. But mm-hmm. that my confidence is as strong as ever, Dean. W- what are your thoughts a couple days removed? I'm curious. Okay. All right. Well, okay. First of all, let me go back to that um, fumble drive by Makai mm. Sargent. That was the drop yep. that if we could have finished it off, you know, with a touchdown, that would have put us um, 10 points up. Okay. Instead, we fumbled Absolutely. the drive and uh, Purdue goes down and scores the game winning touchdown. What turned out to touchdown. be a game winning touchdown yep. because we still had two minutes and had we managed to talk clock right. We had plenty of time to get downfield and score, but we didn't. And Iowa was in no hurry, by the way. When I went when I went back and rewatched it, you are a hundred percent right. Iowa knew they had to milk the clock, and they work. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and so um, given that, I my I, as you know, my my ten year old grandson was watching the game with me because everybody right. else was busy doing something else, so we didn't have our normal <laughs> game watch here. So you know, he he could sense my frustration in the game, but and every, every time I would start to get a little heated about the game, he'd crack a joke or or something and make me laugh right. because he can make right. he can make you laugh. And so with the funny thing about it is, is after that fumble and Purdue took over, I told him I says. Xander, I think this is where we're going to lose the game. And he yep. goes, why? We're still ahead. I go, I think Purdue's going to go down and score, and they may or may not leave us enough time to come back and score. I said, if they, if they score a field goal, because it goes into overtime if we can't answer. But I go, if they go down and get a touchdown, we're going to need a touchdown to win. <laughs> and right. sure enough, Purdue went and down. You're absolutely right, Dean. I mean, you've watched tons of games. You played sports, and you realize – at that moment, just how big it was that the momentum, because people don't, I don't think people really understand how big of a, how, how much energy turnovers give to an opponent or big plays like a dunk in basketball or, you know, just something like that. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right, Dean, 100% on that. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. And I just, you know, and the, and the funny story is, is, is I didn't even wait for the game to end. I mean, because once Purdue got the ball back, either. <laughs> I just turned it off and, and Xander said, Hey, there's more game. I go, it's over. They're going into victory formation. There's no way, there's no way unless they screw that up that we're going to win the game. <laughs> so, anyway, oh, man. But I said, <laughs> I was getting ready to take home. And I said, Oh, I forgot to do one more thing. And I'm laughing my head off because he's, he's funny and he makes me laugh. And I'm glad he watched the game. Right. Because it kept me from going overboard. That's awesome. But then, but anyway, right. I, I took the T-shirt I was wearing, and I go, I got to do something. I got to throw this T-shirt. So I, I took it off, crumpled it up, and threw it in the hall. He was wearing the Iowa 247 shirt, by the way, or the, uh, excuse me, uh, 247 Hawkeye shirt, by the way, that you can get at 247hawkeye.com. And he took that off and ripped it off. And what happened? <laughs> oh, he started laughing. And he goes, why did you do that? I go, because they lost. I, I'm not going to wear the shirt because they lost. So I wouldn't put a different shirt on. And I took him home, and he went and told his parents that I got mad and ripped it off. <laughs> I went, no, I was laughing. And I, so I confronted Xander yes, on Sunday because we were at the park playing in the, the um, lake. And uh, I said, would you outed me to your parents? And besides, we were having fun. And he goes, I know. I just wanted to make you look bad. <laughs> <laughs> But no. Well, Dean, I got to say, as your friend, I'm really happy that you got to watch uh, the game with your grandson. By the way, I stopped watching the game with my – and if Xander gets this way, uh, if he starts developing a real passion for the Hawkeyes, maybe he'll get like me. But I remember me and my dad just loved the Iowa Hawkeyes so dang much mm-hmm. that I couldn't watch him – while also feeling my own emotions, you know, so, uh, and I'm the type of guy who watches the game alone because I just know that that's how I am and that's mm-hmm. how I enjoy it the most. And, um, and, uh, but yeah, Dean, that's, you know, that's really interesting because, you know, after the game, you know, we didn't really talk about momentum a lot. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about Spencer a lot. Uh, we talked about the wide receivers a lot, but, you know, momentum wasn't, the prime thing but (laughs) Iowa was if you if you think about it like a train 
you know, Iowa was feeding the coal all the second half, you know, just putting the coal where it needed to be. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, a, a tire breaks and it just changes the momentum of the train. And that's 100% what happens in sports. And that's what 100% what happened in the Iowa football game. I mean, I'll put it to you this way, guys. If Kirk Ferentz, Kirk Ferentz by now knows momentum enough that Kirk Ferentz probably would have been willing to go for it on fourth and inches had it been necessary just to keep the momentum on that drive. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, maybe, maybe not, but just to use that, he would at least think about it. Um, and yeah, it, you know, it was, it's just, you know, Dean, I'll just be honest. It, it was very, it, not that I'm not always honest on this, but it was, you know, it was very, very interesting. All of this, just, you know, the reaction. Um, I, I thought about reading a particular reaction because I wanted to make this guy look foolish when it doesn't happen, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get into being that guy, right? <laughs> but I really did think about it, but, um, you know, it just, it is what it is. And Dean, I firmly believe even, and it's funny after watching it a second time, I still there were some throws, and, and I want to go over Dean's article, just a little bit of it, and then we'll go over what Kirk had to say today. Um, you know, there were some throws, and, you know, especially the connection that we saw between Sam Laporta and Spencer Petras, that that you watch a second time and when you're when when you already know the outcome and your emotions are not incredibly attached to it you can really assess it a lot differently and a hundred percent what you know what I trusted my eyes to see in while the game was going on I saw after what other people said too, which was more so, which was that Spencer was erratic at the beginning of the game. And, you know, uh, and I'll be honest, I don't think his receivers helped him that much either, or, you know, the top two guys at least. Uh, And, but there were some really good things like some of the, just some of the passes that Spencer made were big time uh, Iowa you know, Iowa championship team quarterback throws. And I know some people will hear me say that and say, well, this, I hope you're not saying he's a a big 10 championship quarterback after that game. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he showed that he has that type of arm talent. Now, whether he has it in in between the ears and all of that to take Iowa the distance, I don't know yet. It's only been one game. But what I do know are the throws that he did make and, you know, some of the things like the uh, Iowa's offensive line just really, really leaning on Purdue. I mean, there wasn't an, – and we'll go back to running the football here in a moment, Dean – just really, really leaning on that Purdue uh, defensive line. They probably should have done it way more. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the – the, the, the chemistry that Sam Laporta and Spencer had, um, you know, I'm excited about Nico Regani. It looks like he has – his game has stepped up. You know, sometimes you're worried about guys like whether their game has stepped up, and it has. I mean, he stepped up in, in, his, in, in their – in a Big Ten game as a true sophomore, Dean, he was Iowa's leading receiver, plain and simple. Right. And, you know, Nico uh, Rajani, a.k.a. Nico Regani, made some big-time catches. The other thing that I want to make a point to is, and, and there were some not good things, and which I'll bring up as well. But the other thing was that o, the, the O-line played absolutely incredible. And, you know, I will, you know, as we look forward to Northwestern, I don't want to spend too much time on Purdue, but as we – uh, turn to Northwestern, I don't really expect that to change. The bottom line is Iowa has uh, two offensive tackles that are going to play on Sundays. Koi Kronk's going to play on Sundays, folks. He After he has this Iowa Hawkeye season, he's going to get drafted probably 
third, fourth round. Who knows? He may, you know, get even higher. Alaric Jackson is what we know Alaric Jackson to be. Tyler Linderbaum is what Linderbaum, you know, I don't know who played in the – I know Kyler Dott played the sides. I, I, it looked like um, – it looked like – and this is interesting, Dean. I'm, I'm curious what you think on this. Uh, this guy has, has played for the Hawkeyes since his sophomore year, the left guard uh, band work. He is one of those guys that's just like kind of a weird, unsung Iowa – guy he kind of reminds me of um of jordan walsh in 2015 mm-hmm. uh you know just a guy that that the praises don't re- really get sung as loudly as they should but cole banwert started last year and got injured had he not been injured he probably would have been iowa's starting left guard the entire season mm-hmm. and so the good news is this this is what i'm saying is the good news is Spencer Petros in his first game showed the ability to make some some big time throws. He showed that he uh, that him that he has uh, good chemistry with a guy like Laporta and uh, Regani. Hopefully, the others develop as well. The offensive line was fantastic, which I expected it to be. The other good news is. The defense, you know, Dean, you, you, and I'm curious what you think on this one too. Uh, and this one I'm more curious about is because in the article, you know, and you and me talked about it, you said that uh, what Purdue did on offense didn't surprise you. I, I don't think you thought that the Iowa defense played bad. I, I, so I'm just curious, uh, you know, what, what uh, you think of the defense overall. And I, so I'm not, you know, throwing anything at you right now. I, that's, I'm just asking that. Um, mm-hmm. My assessment after the uh, watching it twice is again, number one, pass rush needs to get better. But outside of that, Dean, the, this Iowa team has so many guys like Dane Belton, Matt Hankins, um, uh, you know, Riley Moss or Julius Brents, whoever gets that. Uh, Jack uh, Kerner, Barrington Wade, that was his first game. In other words, uh, Davion Nixon looked better in that second game, in the second time watching it than he he even did in the first. That guy has a freaking phenomenal motor. In other words, what I'm saying is, his motor's great, Dean. In other words, Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, guys, is that this Iowa defense is. Ha, has guys that came back from last year, but the, but they haven't had a chance to really spread their wings. And there is a freaking ton of talent on this defense. And so I fully expect uh, Phil Parker to get things in order. The the I don't think the defense played bad against Purdue. They could have played better, but I don't think they played bad. And for me. The, the only two criticisms I would have from that game would be the pass rush and the energy. Outside of that, all the things I just listed, I'm very positive about moving forward. Dean, what do you think about the defense? Okay, here's what I think about the defense. And I did put in yeah. the article that um, the, def- the, the defense played about the way I thought they would. Right um, for the game. That's that what doesn't I mean that. Say is that you, I don't think that you. I don't. I didn't take that as you thought the defense played bad. It's just that you knew exactly how they were going to perform, and you were correct. Right, right, and that's just, and that's because I knew that we were going with a lot of inexperienced linebackers right. and DBs, and yeah. so I, I kind of knew that they would get picked on. And I remember I told you, and my keys to winning this game is we couldn't let. Um, um, what's his name? <laughs> Get behind us. Uh, oh, no, why uh, David name? Bell. Which, David by the way, Bell. folks, David Bell. Iowa mm-hmm. will not face a guy like him until they play Ohio State and maybe Penn State. That's yeah. it. Okay, That guy is a first-round talent, all-time Big Ten talent that Iowa yeah. played last Saturday. Go He'll ahead. He'll be going to the NFL after this year. 
Yeah. <laughs> if he is eligible, I don't know if he's a sophomore or junior. I, I have think to look he's only. A, I think he's only a true sophomore, so he'll oh, he'll have. Man, one we got to face him one more time. <laughs> yeah, Darn which it. you know, again, <laughs> Purdue, and we talked about this. Purdue, to me, after watching that, again, it's not Brom. It's just for whatever reason, Purdue is just a knife in the side of of Iowa. But anyways, go ahead, Dean. What, okay. What did All you right. see from the defense? Okay, what I wanted to say about the the David Bell, the key, I said the key would be is, is he's going to catch his balls. He caught 13 of them. Is yep. to drop him in his tracks and don't let him get behind us or outmaneuver us for a big play. I thought 100%. for most of the entire game they did that, and he only beat them, I think, twice. And once he didn't catch the ball, otherwise it had he, it would have been a touchdown. Um, and the other time was on that game-winning drive where he caught the ball in the end zone wide open because because they miscommunicated. I believe um, one of the coaches on the radio today I listened said that that was a miscommunication. They were in a man, and he and one of, I think Barrington Wade went zone, so he was out of out of coverage on that right. one. He thought yeah, he that was clearly Barrington. Yeah, that was clearly Barrington Wade on that one. He got – yeah, I yeah. mean, but it was his first game, which is what I was trying to say. You, yeah. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. with the guys that are younger, uh, Barrington Wade could be considered younger considering that was his first full game. But, yeah, continue. Right. Yeah, and so I wanted to say that um, those are the only two miscues I saw as far as defending yeah. the passing game because it went exactly like I thought it would. You know, right. the other thing right. is the thing that hurt us in the second half that really hurt us that where we didn't, you know, get control. I mean, even though we led the oh. entire second half until the last two minutes that we didn't get control of Purdue on their offense was when they ran that number 40, that big bruiser right. where we, yeah. well, we put everybody and their brother on him. And he still drug us for five or six yards. All the guys. Yes. All the, yep. And that is something that Iowa it doesn't normally do. They don't normally let a guy go off on them like that, unless it's a special runner like last year from Wisconsin or something. They don't right. normally let these right. guys get away and do those kind of things. And they don't normally have that. Bad attack Taylor from last year rarely happens. Even he struggles to get to a hundred yards against Iowa. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. Yeah. And I've let this guy go off on us for about 150 yards rushing or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was 150, but he got over a hundred. Yep. Okay, so anyway, yeah, um, but they – anyway, that's where that's where the defense didn't play like I thought they would. I didn't think right. that I Purdue would be able to run the ball. They didn't run it all for about, I think, a negative four yards in the first half. Right. Second half, they turned that around with number 40. Somehow they came up with a game plan. Kudos to the coaches for coming up with a game plan to use this guy as a running back. And he just plowed through it. We couldn't stop him because he was so freaking big. Uh, You're 100% right. What, ha- what happened is, is North, or excuse me, Purdue, and we're going to turn to Northwestern here, but Purdue made some adjustments, but Iowa was containing them. <laughs> Iowa was the one that made the adjustments, mm-hmm. and, uh, but the adjustments weren't correct. Phil Parker wanted to stop David Bell. And the problem is if you sell out against a guy like Bell, you better stop the freaking run. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just plain and simple. And, you know, moving forward against Northwestern. Now, now I have two, two takes on this. Okay. And and I'm going to say what, um, what uh, Kirk was and what, what Kirk Ferentz said, just to show folks, um, how crazy this season probably will be and how the door is absolutely still open for Iowa. There's, it is not closed in the slightest. Now did losing to Purdue make things more difficult? Yeah, no question about it, but is the door closed? Absolutely not. That see that kind of one, one way or another thinking gets you in trouble. And in, in, and that's when mistakes are made uh just to be honest and and just to give you an example wisconsin and purdue are in in northwestern are all one game up but iowa can can take 
Um, if they beat Northwestern, they'll be ahead of Northwestern because of the tiebreaker. And who knows what happens next weekend? We don't know if Wisconsin's going to win. We don't know if Purdue. We certainly don't know if Purdue's going to win. But here's the question: I know every program or um, question. I know every program is different. But looking at what's going on with Wisconsin and their current COVID situation with quarterbacking, is this year one of those years? where you have to focus on not just the one and two, but three and four down the depth chart, making sure they're prepared for any situation. Now, looking at the pictures, I got to say, folks, Alex Padilla is the number two. But if I had to guess who the number three is, it pro- it's not Deuce Hogan. I think it's Connor Kavisak, the walk-on. Now, the point that I want to make to that question is that because of what's going on, and the Big Ten, 100% trying to push through the season to get to the college football playoff. Because that is what this is all about. Like it or not, okay, the season has gotten underway. And this is all about the Big Ten having an opportunity to send a team to the college football playoff. Now, losing to Purdue hurt Iowa in that respect. I will admit that. Um and so the Big Ten is not stopping. This is a, tra- a, um, a train that's moving forward. And so anything can happen, guys. Just like when injuries happen, this is no different. I know this may be, seem a little bit different, but it's really not. Um, there will be guys out that, that we don't usually expect which changes the likelihood of a certain team winning week to week. And in my opinion, the team that is going to come out of both the East and the West, not just the West, is going to be the team that can um, really make sure that, that their ones and twos and even threes are as ready as possible. Whoever can do that, and whoever can stay the most healthy, and that's every year, but uh, will make it out. The point here is all to say that the door is not closed at all because, the, again, like I said, anything can happen week to week, and it was only one week, Dean. Now, mm-hmm. on the flip side, it is if Iowa loses to Northwestern, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm just being honest. That is pretty that, – that's – I do not see a path for Iowa, Dean, to come back from two games down. Usually a half game separate – the Big Ten West was separated by one game. Not, not like a like – a, uh, a literally a whoever won that game went on to play in the Big Ten Championship. That's how close it was. And I think it will be the same this year. So if Iowa gets down early, Dean, on the flip side, while there while there's some hope, there's also the other side of it where Northwestern, if they lose to Northwestern, Iowa, the season's probably done. Now, I did want to talk about this to your point. Northwestern mm-hmm. has an Indiana court. Jalen Ramsey, who has been who is serviceable for Indiana in the East, um, I think you know Iowa has did fine against Indiana and against uh, Ramsey, but the one thing that they do have that after watching the first game, if they don't take care of, they will be in trouble. Is the big thick running back? Uh, Northwestern has uh, a senior. I think his name is Isaiah Bruce or something like that, or, or let me get it here. Um, it is uh, Drake Anderson and Isaiah uh, Bowser. But Bowser is the big back. If Iowa can't take care of that, then they're in trouble. Now, on the flip side, also, Dean, Northwestern doesn't have a David Bell. Northwestern's number one and is solid as Purdue's number two on the wide receiver uh, depth chart. So what are your initial thoughts on the Northwestern game? Well, here's the thing. Bowser is, two years ago, he burned us at at Kinnick Stadium for lots of yards. I don't know know if he played last year or not. Um, He probably didn't. I think he was hurt. 
Um, but he burned us for well over a hundred yards. And so we've got to kind of watch out for that. I think, I I think we're going to be able to stop their run game better this year because we did, they don't have a David bell. I think one of the reasons why the run game for Purdue was so successful is because we were prepared when they had him. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were dropping our linebackers back a little bit bit, you know, waiting for coverage on Bell. And I think we focused so much on Bell is that we were actually out of position to make those tackles right. for the running back, Great which, point. you know, he was already in the backfield by the time we were trying to drop him. And so um, so I think, yeah, they don't have a receiver as good as Bell. So hopefully we can focus a little bit on stopping the run too and force, force Ramsey to throw the ball. We know he can throw it. As long as he's got some receivers to throw to it and they got good hands, which they kind of showed the other night, but I believe most of their right. yardage came um, from running. I think they had 300 yards of rushing. Um, yeah. Uh, Western did the other night. Yes, they did. You're right. Yep. 325. That's crazy. Yeah. They went crazy. Which, by the way, the folks, I'm not. I, I have not put a lot, a lot of stock in Maryland for a long time. They have all kinds of talent, mm-hmm. but they just they ha- they haven't put it together since being in the Big Ten. And weirdly, their quarterback is Tua Tagovailoa's brother. But I think this should tell you everything that should be known is the second string guy, Lance Legrand- Legendre. He got us uh, reps in that game, so. Uh, yeah, I just – I don't think Maryland was as set as Northwestern was. But, Dean, you're absolutely right um, for the Purdue game versus Northwestern. Uh, also, when Northwestern and, and uh, Bowser, you know, more to your point, you know, really hurt Iowa, <laughs> they had Clay, uh, Clayton Thorson as their quarterback who had – he was – very, very similar to C.J. Beathard. And that's why C.J. Beathard was weirdly uh, effective, Dean, because people mm-hmm. didn't respect him for how good his legs actually were. And I think something was very similar to Thorson. But Iowa knew, and that's why they always, you know, they always had a spy guy there, and they just couldn't take care of it. But I didn't even know this. You mentioned the 300 yards of rushing. That's a lot. I, I don't care if it's against Maryland. That's a lot of yards. So, um, you know, Dean, in, in your opinion, uh, you know, what, it, what are the things that Iowa need uh, this week need to focus on? It, in other words, is it more that they need to focus on themselves? And I don't know if it's an either or, you know, you can answer both questions. Um, do they have to, what, first and foremost, what do they address this week? And then also, is it an either or where they need to fix themselves? Or is it a situation where they like absolutely have to really, really game plan for Northwestern because Northwestern is going to be trouble for them? Or it, I guess what I'm saying is, it, is it fixable errors that they need to work on? Okay, they need to, fix, they need to work on those fixable errors this week. They've yeah. got to focus. 100%. They've got to focus on net, not making stupid errors and drive stalling, you know, stalling penalties, you know, where they're calling, you know, motion. I think four different guys got called for motion, you know, when they should have known better. You know, it's just like, let's face yeah, it. It's like, and, then, and not any stupid penalties like that blindside penalty, which I, at first, like, my yeah. first impression was is that the, his, our guy ran into him on our blind side, but. It actually turned out that I guess it was well deserved <laughs> on the people yes, who actually was. rewatched the game and, and analyzed it. It was yep. a, it was the right call, and so yep. And um, there were two of them, Dean. There was the uh, there was the uh, ISM one where he pulled the guy off the mm-hmm. off the pile, and then there was Tyrone Tracy's block, which I think you're talking about. Yes. That was just way too late. It was unneeded. It was but yeah, unneeded go ahead. because because we already had the yardage done. You know, he came in after the play. I mean, it happened bang bang right after as the play ended, yeah. and so that negated That's, a huge oh. play. But anyhow. So they gotta they gotta clean that up, but they also still gotta focus on Northwestern because now they got a different bird coming. They got a guy who could go off for three hundred yards passing easy on them, 
but they also got running backs yeah. that went off for 300 yards rushing this week. Right. So I think if they focus on the run yeah. and just let, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I totally it's agree. Be good. No, 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 you're, you're, you're 100% on point. I couldn't agree more. They need to focus on the run this week because Iowa's defense, no matter what, is a team that says this is in, in other words, this is what Phil Parker says. I don't care what college quarterback, not NFL quarterback, what college quarterback is in front of me. I am going to stop the run and make this college quarterback beat me with his arm. Yep. And a hundred thousand percent, Dean, Iowa needs to make that happen because the bottom line is we've already said this. Northwestern does not have David Bell. Northwestern's number one isn't even Purdue's number two. Yeah. That is just the reality of the situation. I'm not even sure uh, Northwestern has the running game is for real, though. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think Northwestern has a wide receiver as good as our first four. I agree. I, I, I agree. I Which you're wrong on that. Yeah, Maybe go I'm ahead. missing some, something no, here. But. You're, you're 100% right. No, no, no. You're not missing anything. And Which brings me to my next point. Watching the game, you know, I really wanted to pay attention to see if uh, ISM and and Smith had lost, you know, um, the normal composure and, and, and energy that they had, uh, that they usually have for games. The bottom line is, it wasn't there from the get-go. It just wasn't. Uh, and as... If as guys who play at the division one level, they must, and they know this and they, after watching film, they will absolutely know this. they know that there is so much more that they can do. And there is so much more, uh, that they, as not just as seniors, not just as leaders, but as guys hoping to play themselves at, into the NFL that they can do a, a thousand percent. And so this will be a big week on them, Dean. Really, it will on Brandon Smith and, and um, Amir Smith Marset because, quite frankly, the, the 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 most talked about position going into this season, you know, right or wrong, was the wide receiver group. That is, and, yes, right. And so, a hundred percent, they are going to have to perform. And uh, you know, and the reality of the situation is. You, anybody can it's easy to put the blame on the quarterback but what's not easy is to look at a game and say where could the wide receivers have have helped a, a guy in his first game ever starting in the big 10 have helped out and they could have helped out a lot more that's the reality of the situation and they know that they would tell anybody that in fact i'd be shocked if they didn't say that either in their post-game interview or today in uh, in in their interviews today, so um, you know, for me, Dean, uh, again, I just go back to this. I know how talented this group is, and um, I a hundred percent, I'm with you that they need to focus on stopping the run and make Peyton Ramsey. Uh, beat them now let me ask you this Dean uh, are after because you watch more of the Northwestern Maryland game than I did um, it, it, oh and we have to give our our power rankings I forgot about this mm -hmm. um, which we can probably just adjust which you know what let's do it right now okay Dean. Um, let's just do the west for right now uh, actually I'll bring up both sides here because um, I think after one game, it's more appropriate than um, after zero games. Oh, definitely. To, uh, yeah. Listen, folks, the number one, I'm going to have to go with Wisconsin in the West still. Uh, it, it was Iowa before, uh, but Wisconsin, you know, they dominated. There's no going around it. They dominated an Illinois team. Now, I don't think Illinois – I think Illinois went as far as they can go last year with Lovey Smith, but th that doesn't 
demean what Wisconsin did. And until proven otherwise, Wisconsin, to me, is easily the top of the Big Ten. After that, I would probably put Northwestern to um, uh, Purdue, th- you know, Purdue, Northwestern, 2-3, just for the sake of the argument, I'll put uh, Northwestern to Purdue, 3. Um, and then after that, I'll put um, – Iowa and and then Minnesota and um uh who uh who else do we have Illinois I'm putting last I know that goes contrary to what I just said about Wisconsin but Illinois it just didn't look good for me one bit um uh and then in the east for me I told folks this before the season Michigan was going to be just fine i didn't know about penn state but michigan was going to be just fine jim harbaugh is a dang good coach and it, you know uh, in the east it's ohio state 100 percent one uh um michigan two and then three you know you got to go indiana don't you dean you and yours yes you'll be surprised where i've got them on mine but i i I see your reasoning okay okay yeah let me let me let me finish yeah so (laughs) um i just to finish out the west just so everybody's clear after one week i have wisconsin one northwestern two uh purdue three and then four i have iowa five minnesota even though you know those could be switched and then um, uh, I know I'm missing one team in the West somewhere, but Illinois I have last. And then after Michigan, I have Indiana in the East. So Ohio State one, Michigan two, Indiana three, uh, and then four, probably Penn State. Uh, and I think what kind of became clear after this weekend was how solid the West is, Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the East, I, I, I just don't think it's as solid as people, um, you know, initially thought, um, it, Rutgers would, uh, probably, excuse me, Rutgers would be apt uh, four for me. Penn state would be five. I know that in my mind, I don't truly believe that, but just because of the win loss, I'll believe that, um, and then uh, Maryland, and then Michigan State's last. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. Um, I'll start out prefacing this. By- oh, Nebraska, yeah, they're, 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 uh, they're sixth, Illinois seventh. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. All right, I'll preface this by saying that I didn't kind of go by the one-loss record. I kind of went by how they lost. Yeah. So, um, so in the West, I understand okay, in that. the West, it's still Wisconsin. I have a feeling after this week they will no longer hold that spot. But after week one, they deserve mm. that spot. Okay. Number sure. number two is, I agree with you on this one. I got Northwestern at number two. Um, yeah. Okay. However, this is where we change up a little bit. I still got Minnesota yeah. at number three. I thought, you know, Fair they enough. did not look that bad losing to Michigan, although some people thought they did. Um but I think right now I got them at even with the loss. I still have them at number three. Uh, I did move Purdue yeah. up to number four. Uh, number five is yeah. uh, yep. Okay, Iowa. No, I got Iowa six. Mm-hmm. Who do I have at five? I got okay. Iowa at six. Uh, I must have Nebraska at number five. Iowa mm-hmm. at six. Oh my gosh, Dean. <laughs> You moved Iowa all the way down to six after that. I, I know Nebraska lost to Ohio State, but, Dean, do you really think that Iowa or Purdue or Minnesota or Wisconsin would have lost that bad to Ohio State in the first game? I, I don't know. It's hard to tell with Ohio State. They beat everybody like that last year. Everybody That's they played, true. they beat like that. That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right, let me hear you. Okay, east. my east is still Ohio State number one. I've got right now. I've got Michigan number two, Indiana number three. Uh, Love it. St- yeah, Penn State's still a good team, so they're number four. Yes, we'll they see are. if they stay that way. Uh, number five is Rutgers. Six is um, 
it's hard to tell. Six and seventh is dead tie for me. Maryland and Michigan State both look very <laughs> inept. I don't know which one's worse. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see. Yeah. See how the probably the only wins of those two teams will get would be once when they play each other this later this season. <laughs> right. I totally agree. I you know um and you know I wonder if Tennessee is looking back at Rutgers higher now and saying man uh, maybe we should have. Because uh, remember what happened in that Tennessee hiring job? Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of fans went against um, Greg Schiano. Uh, I don't know if people remember that, but that's what happened. Greg Schiano was set to become Tennessee's head coach, and then um, a bunch of you know solid Tennessee volunteer fans that you know started a campaign saying, "No, Greg Schiano is not our guy." So. Um, I wonder if they're rethinking that, but um, Dean, I, you know, the only thing I really disagree with is probably Iowa all the way at six. And it's not that I disagree with Iowa at six as much as I disagree with where Nebraska is at. Uh, I just, I feel so confident about where I have Nebraska after that loss. I know Ohio state's really solid. I get that. But to me, the, 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 how I measure teams and, you know, how I always measured teams was how, and this is how, you know, we did it when we played is how you did against the best Mm -hmm. and against the best. If you got tore up, then that meant that's how far you were from being the best. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, it's, I, I know it seems terribly simple and, and logical, but Sometimes it is that yeah. simple. These but, rankings um, are going back to the, the time. Go ahead, Dean. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's only one week, but um, Dean, I got to ask you because you know the, the the fact of the matter is, guys, and, and and Dean probably feels this too to a certain extent, and we'll see. But for me, like I already said, I know what Iowa is. It's just a matter, and I know the talent that they have. It's just a matter of how quickly this this talent can grow up and be ready. That that's all it is to me is how quickly the talent they have can can get around each other and get going. Because the one thing there were two things that I did not take into account, and I was and I totally admitted it was number one. Uh, that even though Iowa has recruited better, they are not Michigan, Nebraska, or Ohio State in how they recruit. They're not. They're not even Wisconsin for that. I mean, actually, they're, Wisconsin and Iowa are really close. But when I say recruiting, the reason why I bring it up is how good the roster is top to bottom, not how good it is at the top because Iowa's always solid at the top you know, evidenced by how many NFL guys they have. But it's, you know, at the bottom. And so to me, it's just how quickly can these young guys step into their roles, realize their leadership and 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 all those things and, and really press on. Now, the scary part is that if Iowa loses to Northwestern, this season is done. It, 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 it's as simple as that. The only thing that's not simple is what Iowa does after that. You know, do they win out and make it close or, you know, whatever. But it is this game is a big game. And who knows, Dean, maybe the week-to-week realization of that, now that they are one game in the hole, will make them practice that much harder and make them go that much harder. But I do know that if they drop go drop to and two, it will be emotionally depleting, Dean. But uh, and I don't want to end on that. But we, what are your final thoughts on on this game, Dean? Okay, um, on the Northwestern one, or what do you want? What do you want? Final? Yeah, Iowa versus okay. Northwestern. If we do lose it, and guys, it's a po- strong possibility it could happen. Northwestern's got our number. Um, if we do lose it, I don't think it's the end of our season because here's what I believe is going to happen. It's going to, with Wisconsin's issues going on, um, if they play, they're going to get beat. They're going to lose a couple of games. Yeah. 
Okay, and I think the rest and of the rest is going to beat that each you other. Think up. That it's going to be at least two. Yeah, I think you have a feeling that it's going to be two losses that win the it West. Might even be at least, at least it might losses. be three. You don't know, but here's the key. Yeah, you're right. Here's the key. Right. If Wisconsin, they've got to play and get these losses in order for them for yeah. the, for this to work because the tiebreaker is. As long as you got six games in, they're going to go by the loss record on who actually wins the West. So you could have a team that's five right. and one because um, they played six games, be declared the Big West champion versus a team that's six and two who played all eight of their games. And you know, so right. it's just right. going to be strictly off the loss column as long as they played at least six games. And so. We cannot afford to have Nebraska Wisconsin game. There's a chance, Dean, that some team. Hold on, hold on. You think there's a chance, Dean, that some teams don't play? There is a very in in a in yeah yeah because of COVID because of COVID some games could get canceled. One of those games on the rocks. I just I I just real quick I just real quick let's just stay on that for a second. I just just you're absolutely right. It's possible. The reason why I don't see it is because of the push that what went into having this season happen. And the major reason to have it is, you know, at least from Ohio State or Michigan's perspective was or Penn State was knowing that they could get a team Mm -hmm. in. Uh, And the, the, the reality that the rest of the teams that are playing are playing a full schedule. And so the Big Ten will need all the games right. that they have. Okay. Yeah, but go ahead. Big, okay, let me explain this because I just read this today. The Big Ten has protocols yeah. set up that if you've got more than 5% of yeah. your team um, under COVID, with COVID positive test, you can't play. You have to shut everything down for a week and then reevaluate it in a week. Okay, Wisconsin's right, right. at the 5% I heard today. So there's a strong possibility that, that if they have a – Stunning. Yeah, wow. That's stunning to me, Dean, just because of the fact that it's rare for an entire city to get to 2%. But anyways, yeah, yeah go ahead. And so Wisconsin, that's crazy. I, I'm not saying I, I disagree. I'm just yeah, saying well, it's let's crazy. Let's explain what's going wow. on because I read wow. up on this today. It's quite a bit I'm from Wisconsin writers. Okay, so the Wisconsin-Nebraska game is in danger of being canceled, and it cannot be made up. Okay, so one of the reasons why the, the, the football team is having problems because the whole city is having problems. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, yeah. they're spiking on the rise. Okay. Um, but in order for this, to work, we need, to, <laughs> we need Wisconsin to play and lose to either, you know, Nebraska, yes. we cannot have them yes. play and stay undefeated and then come back and play, play the other Correct. six games of their schedule because that wouldn't be fair. I right. think, you know, I mean, I got to feel if what Nebraska and Wisconsin do play their game this week, I got I would pick Nebraska easily this week, easily. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, Dean. I, yeah. I don't. And I'm not worried about Nebraska, you know, getting a win in the win column because they've got two more games coming up that that are going to be killers for them, <laughs> or a loss in the loss column. Yeah, you know what, Dean? Now that you say that, you know, again, I'm not thinking that games are going to get rescheduled, but you have affirmed to mm-hmm. me at least, and I hope to everybody that listens, guys, there will be losses this season. It's not – in other words, I'm not even holding my breath after week one. It's hard to make judgments after just week mm-hmm. one. We, you know, so th- – th- and even after – there is so much that could change in the standings just from this week to this Saturday, which Dean just explained, which is absolutely true. But, yeah, go yeah. ahead, Dean. And that's, and, and that's what I was just pointing out is because of the, the – the, what the loss column is that – that's how they're going to determine the Big Ten champion in case there's a whole bunch, you know, cluttered up there at the end. Right. Um, that's how they're going to figure it out. and. Still a yeah, big game, though. It's still. I still want to see that game get played. If it gets played, I know. I feel yeah, like Nebraska too. will play because I want Wisconsin to get up a couple of losses, you know, and they will. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but it's not. You know, it's not just that. It's just you know we want teams to play and we want everything to 
to be yeah back to normal and according and a hundred percent um and you know um i just a two a two game hole it's not that i think that iowa or that the big 10 west you know it's not that i don't think iowa could win out or that the big 10 west is going that the winner won't have two losses because I think the winner will have two or three losses. It's that going down zero and two, I think will be very depleting to this Iowa team. And I, and it, you know, uh, and so that's why this is a big game, but the good news is it's at home. Now, how much does that matter? I don't know. I, you know, there wasn't really a ton of what the guys said about playing at Purdue without the fans. To me, what I've told you guys, you know, playing water polo without a ton of fans in the stands is travel matters in general. You know, your normal schedule is not your normal schedule when you have yeah. to travel. In that capacity, yeah. it does matter. There's so, no yeah. in the stand at any the last game. I assume they were parents. Yeah, parents are in there, but Dean, it's not even close to oh, what I, it oh, normally I know. is. Not I know. I'm sure close. it was a pretty quiet game. <laughs> Weirdly, to me, well, I don't listen with the sound on, so, you know, um, but uh, yeah. So, listen, guys, this is a huge game. Uh, and, you know, just to finish this, finish this off, the matchups to me are, are very simple. You know, um, from Iowa's perspective, I don't really think it changes from last week. I think they do need to get Spencer and his confidence going. I think he needs to throw a touchdown pass. Um, And I think he will be more calmed down. Now, on that same token, his receivers need to help him out. Whether or not you think Spencer played absolutely terrible versus Purdue – you can't also make the argument that his receivers were David Bell because they weren't. They weren't. Um, and so that'll be interesting to see. The other thing that will be interesting to see, Dean, and I said we were going to bring this up, so we will, is how much Iowa leans on the run game. It's obvious, Dean, not only is the offensive line talented, but their running backs are. And I don't – even with the fumbles, I don't really see a need for Iowa to go away from it. I see a need for Iowa to go more to it, to, for Iowa to run 62 63% of their plays versus pass. I mean, that's just my opinion. I absolutely what do you think, agree. They didn't run the ball enough on the other yes. day. Had they kept running the ball, we would have won. But anyhow, that's that's beside yes, the point. It could yeah. probably would have um, been, yeah. However, um, yeah, I, no, I Northwestern's defensive line is going to be better than Purdue's. Okay, um, Purdue, yes, their defense was great last year. It just was their offense was inept last year, so that's why Northwestern didn't win any games. Yeah, and so um, their offense was. Very so I'm anxious to see year. if we're going to be able to run the ball this year. We could not run it very much against them last year. Uh, so let's. Right. So far, so good. So far, so good. Besides the fumbles, yeah, so far, so good. Confidence. Now, the fumbles aren't great. Yeah. But- well, one of the fumbles, one of the fumbles was uh, helped by a teammate because he was actually trying to help. <laughs> help him get a couple of more yards, which, you know, they do that a lot. It just. You know, it happens. But I think the one thing that's right, but, but Dean, that could have easily been a Purdue player coming in for a, for a you know, uh, a double team tackle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, the 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 ball ball was loose, so I won't blame that on the offensive tackle. The the running back has yeah. got to get the that. other thing too. Is, um, but folks, make make no, say is, yeah. is the yeah, one thing ahead. that impressed me about Purdue is they weren't really tackling the runner; they were tackling the ball. Constantly, they were constantly grabbing at the I ball. Which, that. hey, that's something Diaco, wherever that Diaco, wherever his name is, Bobby Diaco. <laughs> he probably Bob talked about them yeah. you know, during their training it, camp. Hey, guys, right. we yes. need to get the ball. We need to force turnovers. I'm going to show you how to tackle the ball. <laughs> right, and and 
Purdue looking forward. Now, I do think Purdue is an average team uh, that's going to go 500. But looking forward, guys, Purdue, I don't think it, it's going to be this offensive renaissance that everybody has come to expect. I think it's going to be uh, – they were – this, Purdue just weirdly seemed like a team that just wasn't phased. They really weren't, Dean. There wasn't one point in that game where they were phased. So looking at Purdue, who knows, maybe they're a dark rider. You know, sometimes the best teams are not the teams that are really good at defense and, and solid at uh, offense or really good at offense and solid at defense. Sometimes it's the teams that are just mm-hmm. solid at both. And, um, and so, you know, we'll, I'm, I'm very interested to see how Purdue moves, um, forward. Uh, and, uh, so yeah. Um, also again, the energy for Iowa guys, oh my gosh, if the energy is not there from the first snap, I I will literally turn the game off (laughs) right away. I, that is not hyperbole. I will not be able to sit through another game like that. I just won't. Because, uh, you know, uh, this is the season that everybody pushed for to get. And and it's here. And, you know, it's just – and on top of that, there's so much still to play for. The energy needs to be there. Just, you know, I don't want to get into too many things, but it's just the energy needs to be there. So, um, you know, I'm really hoping that that changes – and uh, I'm looking for uh, looking forward to Iowa get back into Iowa City. Dean, anything that uh, yeah. you want to end on? Um, look, along with the keys for the win, is Smith Marset has to be involved, and he better act, he better come with a better attitude because he certainly looked like he didn't have the energy or the drive <laughs> yeah. from that very first kickoff that that Purdue yes. sent him, and he just basically plowed into the back of a runner and dropped <laughs> our blocker. I mean. Yeah, so what are your three uh, keys to a win here? Because, yeah, you're absolutely right. When he got dropped, uh, that that uh, from then on, it, it seemed like he was out of the okay. game. So that's number one is Amir Smith-Marset. What's, what's the – Clean up the, the mistakes. For you? And yep. run the ball again and defend the run. I'll just put – let's go yep. three is run, defense and offense. <laughs> yep. Me, me and Dean are in complete agreement. I don't even know, and it's not in any particular order. It is literally, if it, to me, if Iowa does this, if they have energy, they clean up the mistakes, and they run the football, they will win against Northwestern. I, that is how confident. Guys, Iowa, even after losing to Purdue, it, are still favorites mm-hmm. against Northwestern. So – um, that kind of says something to me about this Iowa team. So um, th- those are those are the factors to me. And and if you want to make it more complicated than that, then fair enough. But uh, to me, it, it's that simple. And and I love you know Dean in the post game against Purdue brought up uh, how you know an Iowa former Iowa player talked about or coach player talked about uh, how Iowa needs to pound the rock. And that's a hundred percent correct. So, um, Dean, good luck in Hollywood uh, tomorrow. I've never been to Hollywood. What's it like, by the way? <laughs> it's not all glitz and glamour. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah. I've heard. Too. I would tell you, I, my yeah. son-in-law and I, the last trip down, we parked the car and we got out. We walked. We walked the Star Walk of Fame or whatever you call all the stars on the sidewalks. Down yeah. part of the Gorman um, or that restaurant or that's famous anyway theater, and anyway, um, he was actually kind of scared. I wasn't scared. He was kind of scared because there was a lot of seedy people hanging around. Dean ain't lying, guys. Dean is not lying at all. You would expect Hollywood to be like this bastion of hope and like prosperity but it's just not it i haven't been there but i have been told the exact same thing that uh you know it's just not as well kept for a place that has all the studios in the world it's crazy but dean uh good luck there 
Um, we're going to, uh, I think we're going to have Dean on for, uh, the NHA, uh, preview show on, on Facebook, um, uh, on Saturday and, uh, guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your participation. Um, especially in the podcast, always share it, comment on it, like it. Um, and then also on the videos, you know, me and Dean, when we comment back to you, if we disagree, it doesn't mean that we dislike you or or that, you know, or anything like that, that it's in malice or anything like that. It's just literally it's dialogue. And uh, that is one of the biggest reasons me and Dean do this is to have awesome dialogue with you guys about our favorite thing or one of our favorite things in the world, which is the Iowa Hawkeyes. So thank you so much. Dean, say goodbye to the uh, family. Uh or the families uh, listening to this. And uh, I hope you have a good trip oh, in Hollywood. Um, huh? Yeah, it's very successful. successful. I hope. Uh, okay. So guys take care. Bye. I'll see you on Saturday. Go Hawks. Amen, brother. Listen, guys, go uh, go to 247hawkeye.com. We're going to have some great articles released uh, tomorrow. If you haven't read this already, read it. Uh, Again, because it's going to, or read it uh, moving forward, the takeaways from the Purdue game. Uh, Dean wrote an excellent article on that, 247hawkeye.com. And, of course, uh, remember, folks, DBAP, don't be a pussy willow. And facts or feelings, because your feelings don't matter. Share the podcast. Love you all. Have a good one.